All right, today we're going into the deep end of the personal development pool with the seven real estate and life lessons learned from Coach Ted Lasso. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott here, so sure hope you're having yourself a wonderful day. Now, some of you might be going from the opening context and the opening, the open loop, I call it a little bit of the open tease, if you will, you know, in some in technical terms is kind of an open loop is where I open a loop at the beginning, I you know, essentially, it's a hook get you hooked to come in to want to listen to the rest of the podcast. Okay, so that's in the, the technical term is really it's just a hook is want to get you, you know, hooked into want to listen to the rest. Some of you might be sitting there going, what the heck are you talking about, Russ? Coach Ted Lasso, life lessons, personal development pool, like, Russ, come on, have you lost your mind? What about the real estate contact? What are we doing? How are we going to learn how to buy more real estate? How are we going to buy get more mortgages? You don't, you know, Russell, you do know that I'm struggling with after five mortgages. I need more information on how to get more financing. I don't need life lessons from Ted Lasso. And oh, and what the heck? Who the heck is Ted Lasso? Right. So probably all conversations that you're having in your head right now and you're thinking about it. So let me take a step back here for a second. This presentation, and it is presentation style. So if you want to see the visual standpoint of it, there's lots of video clips and there's lots of things in this. If you are interested in seeing the visual aspect of this, by all means go over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Russell Westcott to see the visual representation of this. Uh, podcast episode. But here's the thing. Let me just back it up. Beep, beep, beep. That's me attempting my dad humor of backing it up a little bit. <laughs> okay. So here's the the context. So I was doing some training on, you know, I continually train. I continually sharpen the saw. I continue to educate myself. I continue to push my creative process to try to become better. Remember, if many of you have been following along on my podcast since day one, I have a goal and an aspiration to impact 1 million real estate investors. And in order to have that kind of distribution to reach a million people, I need to change. I can't let my old self, I can't let my old way of doing things, I can't use that anymore, right? Because in order to get to the next level, I have to create a next level person. I have to become a next level person in order to get to that next level. And I had this wonderful quote, and I may butcher it a little bit here, but the cost of your new life is your current life, or the cost of elevating things to your next level, the cost of that is where you're at now. You have to almost sacrifice everything you have right now, and the cost to take the next step is where you're at right now. Okay, so long-winded way of saying, so I was doing some work and some coaching, and I was you know, doing some things on live broadcasting, pushing my presentation style, becoming a more powerful communicator. And it was through a live broadcasting where we were had to live broadcast every day for a month. And one of the lessons in there was the following. What content would you teach that scares you the most? Like what type of a content 
scares you to present? What kind of content do you fear around presenting? And for me, the one that I fear the most to present is a little bit of the personal development side of things. I fear presenting those things. But here's the thing is, you know, I I have judgment around it and I say, you know, it's so soft and, you know, people want the how-to tactical information about this. They don't want some mindset training and stuff like that. And then I just sat back and thought about for a second is, I love the personal development side of the business. I truly do. I can't get enough of it. I've been a fan and I've been studying Tony Robbins since, you know, he was back and I think I was in university. So it had been back in the early 90s when I had my first personal power cassette tape. So I've been studying personal development and mindset all my life. And I just truly love it. I really do. Why do I have fear and resistance about delivering a personal development mindset message to my audience. And I think it just comes down to, if I was really to reflect upon it, it comes down to the fear of judgment, right? Fear of people going, oh, geez, Russ, who do you think you are? Are you trying to be Tony Robbins? Why are you this personal development stuff and all those kind of things? You know, here's the thing. It's made a huge difference in my life. I thoroughly love it. And I think I have a message to share. Will I ever be as good as Tony Robbins? Will I ever be as good as, you know, the Grant Cardones? Will I ever be as good as Gary Vaynerchuk? No way. But in some cases, I might be better because I have my own spin on it. I have my own take on it. I have my own perspective of sharing that with my audience. And I can take all those things I learned from all those other people and I can put it into a context for real estate investors. Each and every one of you that are listening to this will probably are probably on the realm that you want to grow and scale and start a real estate investment business. Now, just imagine if you get the combination of somebody who is fantastic at personal development and understands the language understands the journey, understands the process that you're going through because that person is walking the same path as you are. That is a very powerful person to listen to. And that is somebody very powerful that you will want to really engage. That is somebody very powerful that you will want to share the message with all people around in your life because it just resonates with you, matching up the personal development, the growth, the scaling with the real estate. Sky's the limit. Truly is. So that's kind of the back context for this presentation and really where it was. And I think I share a little bit within the presentation as well, where it came from, but it really just stemmed from one clip. I was watching uh, one of my favorite TV shows, TV series, Ted Lasso. So if none of you have ever seen it, by all means, please subscribe, please watch it. It is phenomenal. It's by far the best that I've seen in a long, long time. So this one clip, and from one clip, it just got me so inspired to create an entire presentation. And then from that presentation, it got built out where it came to a point where I pulled together seven real estate and life lessons learned from Coach Lasso, Ted Lasso. And I did challenge myself to put the visuals together, challenge myself with the video clips, challenge myself to really have the deep lessons and share each and every one of those to help you guys move forward with velocity. All right. So that's a little bit of the back context here. I sure hope you enjoy this presentation style. And by all means, please leave a review. Please 
share this along. I want to know if this landed for you. I want to know if this resonated with you. I want to know if you'd like to hear more of this or if it's Russ, just give me more mortgage brokers. Give me more self-storage. Give me more how to buy an apartment building. Give me more of, you know, how to move forward and get my first piece of real estate. If you want more of that, by all means, it's coming. As a matter of fact, each one of those topics I just rattled off are all upcoming episodes on the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you share it. Make sure you leave some feedback because we got so much more coming. Okay, gang, with all that being said, let's just get after it. All right, enjoy. Hey guys, how's it going? Russell Westcott here. So we're going to have a lot of fun in today's episode. I've got an entire presentation that's built out for you. And as we go along, I'll tell some of the backstory of how this was created. So but what I'm going to do is this going to be a little different than most of the episodes or things that you've seen on on my podcast or seen in my YouTube channel is we're going to take a deep dive into the personal development space. We're going to take a deep dive into uh, some life lessons and real estate lessons from one of the most inspirational TV shows I've seen in a long time. And I'm going to challenge myself a little bit to take, honest to goodness, I'm taking this from, I had one clip that I saw in one episode and I said, you know what, I should turn that into a, a lesson, a little lesson about, you know, this one And it's towards the end, my favorite clip of the entire series so far. And I was going to say, you know, I should just shoot a little video on that. And I'm going to have this little life lesson that's going to come from this. And then all of a sudden that led to one more thing, which led into another lesson. And I dove deeper into things and I challenged myself to try to do a a video shoot and cut in some video clips. And I just tried to push the creative process with this. So what this is that you're seeing here and listening here today on the podcast or YouTube channel is me taking one clip that I saw on an episode of Ted Lasso and then building out an entire presentation and building it out into the context of life and real estate lessons. You know, here's a skill set for you to develop. Let's use this as an example. Let's say you've read a wonderful book, or let's say you've read a research report, or you were on a webinar, and you were on this webinar, and it was talking about how transportation impacts real estate values over the long term, right? On the surface, it's going, oh, maybe a little bit of a yawner, if you will. But what you were able to do is you were able to take the insights from that report, and you put it into, here are the seven strategies learn from this report and then you're able to jump onto a live broadcast or maybe you pulled your phone out and you're able to shoot a video from there and maybe you were able to share seven lessons learned from this report now here's the thing you didn't write the report right somebody else wrote it but what you were able to do is you were able to take the lessons from it distill it in your voice into your message to help share that message to others this what i'm demonstrating for you is a skill set that you need to challenge yourself to develop. Because if you're able to take just from reading a book or touring a rental property, and you're able to then tell a story about the five things you learned from this time that you're doing that, that is a skill that you will want to take going forward. Okay, gang? So today, we're going to talk about seven life and real estate lessons learned from Coach Lasso. And I'm going to try and do this in one take. So forgive me for a second. I'm probably going to have a couple goof ups and a couple little slip ups, but I'll try my best to do it in one take because I'm trying to elevate my game to reduce post processing of all this process. Okay, so first of all, spoiler alert. 
Many of you have maybe seen the series Ted Lasso. Many of you have maybe not yet seen this. So I'm going to give a couple little spoiler alerts as uh, we go along here. A couple of the stories I'm going to share. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give away the whole thing, right? but I strongly encourage you to watch the program. I strongly encourage wherever you can find it to download it. There's just so many life lessons. If you are a fan of some good, pure inspiration, you're a fan of some just great character development, if you're a fan of good, entered family, well, I shouldn't say family entertainment because <laughs> there's an awful lot of lots of, you know what, from if you're talking about British humor, there's an awful lot of but they don't bleep it out. So if you're not offended by that, by all means, go through that. So for example, the one character, Roy Kent, uh, I think his entire theme song should be that. <laughs> so anyways, I digress. This Coach Ted Lasso series truly started from a NBC Sports put out a, a little short video series talking about this American football coach in London where he was coaching the Tottenham Hotspurs in the Premier League. And it was really funny on uh, these shorts that they put out on how he was trying to do American footballisms into British things and the press conferences. It was quite hilarious. But here's the cool thing is they took that and they turned it into a entire series. And it is by far one of the best series I've seen. So if you're a fan of good inspiration, you're a fan of good character development, and you're a fan of some great acting and some pure on good old-fashioned inspiration, you'll love this series. Okay, so what I've done from here is I'm compiling the seven lessons I've learned from this. So like I said, I took one clip and I've turned it into now seven lessons. So lesson number one is optimism and positivity always help. And here's the quote. So it's going to be the lesson, a quote, and then potentially, and some of them, I have some clips that I'm going to share from Coach Ted Lasso. And here's the quote from Ted is, I believe in hope and I believe in believe. And I'm, I'm a firm fan of that too, is I truly believe in believe as well. And there's a sign, this sign right here hangs over top in the locker room with the, the team is that the sign believe. And every time they move in and out of the locker room, they see the word believe because that's part of what they stand for is they believe and believe, okay? And that's just what it's all about is trying to be very positive in your attitude. Now, don't get me wrong. Positivity is great, but on the flip side, the positivity, and this series does a very good job, too, over the two seasons that are now out, does a very good job of showing the flip side of the positivity. Because most high-performing people that I know are extremely positive in nature. But in order to be extremely positive in nature, you need to have a counterbalance, and that counterbalance is typically the dark side. The dark side of a depression, the dark side of anxiety, the dark side of not feeling worthy enough, the dark side of depressions, things like that, and the dark side of panic attacks. And I'm a firm believer is in order to have the highest of highs, you also have to experience the lowest of lows. And that's one of the things that really resonates with me is I, I know exactly what they're going through and they talk about because I've I've gone through a lot of this that Ted Lasso, the coach, is going through. And maybe that's the reason why I kind of like this guy is because he really resonates with me. He's a good coach. He's uh, got a cheesy sense of humor, cheesy dad sense of humor. He's extremely positive, but he also is very vulnerable to show his dark side of his anxiety and things that he goes through at the same time. 
oh, I see an awful lot in Ted in myself as well. And many of you, and you're going through this and you're probably watching it, you probably will see a lot of yourself in it. And that's the example of a good story, is if you, the watcher, can see yourself in the characters, you resonate with that person. You are now like them. And people you will resonate with and people you will like and watch more are people that are like you at the same time, right? That is the power of good story. No different than when for many of you, if you are teaching and sharing with people your story, sharing with people your why, sharing with people why you believe this investment market is the best investment market out there. If you're doing that with people, people will gravitate towards you. They will be attracted. You will attract the people to you as well. And that's what we're trying to accomplish here as well, is the attracting of people because of positivity, but never be afraid because of the positivity is that there is also a dark side. Okay, so that's the first life lesson is believe in believes. So the next one here is life lesson and real estate lesson is find and develop your nates, the who, not how. And the quote from Coach Lasso is, when it comes to locker rooms, I like them just like my mother's bathing suits. I only want to see them in one piece. <laughs> well, that's kind of the, the humor that you will get from Ted. There's the, probably some of the best one-liners you will ever see in comedy one-liners just Brilliant, brilliant writing. So I have a clip here I'm going to share with you, but the backstory to this is as follows. Is Nate is a character in the show. Nate is a character in the Ted Lasso series that he's an equipment manager. He starts off an equipment manager. And there's a wonderful thread along this of how Coach Ted Lasso not only coaches the team, but coaches all the people around him. And the evolution and the development of Nate is actually absolutely heartwarming, which you will see in this upcoming clip. So let's play this here. We'll probably jump in from time to time and maybe step in with a couple uh, insights for you as well. I hope I can get my timing right. Me with Rebecca Welton. Yeah, that's what I'm taking you. Oh, look at this guy. One step ahead. Hey, what's your name, by the way? Me? Yeah. No one ever asked my name. You continue to impress, Nathan. You remember my name. So that's actually a key thing. Is, see that is from the start point. Nate is an equipment manager. Ted comes in and he's jovial and introducing himself and all that. And he's remembering his name. He's listening to him. He's hearing him. And it's just the start of the evolution of things. Now, no different with people on your team, whether you have no staff or you have everybody outsource. Elevate your team as you go along. Now, the cool part about this next clip is this is when Ted and Coach Beard are having a hard time starting to, they're struggling for some ideas for some of their offense. And then Nate walks into the room here. So I am officially on the prowl for any new ideas, you hear? Oh. You got something, Nate? Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, no, no, God, no, never mind. I'm sorry. Come on <laughs> now. You're one of us. Let's go. Fire away. What do you got? Okay. Well, it's just... Um... You know what? It's not very even very good. It's probably really bad. You know what? It's embarrassing even. I'm just... sorry, Nate. I have a real tricky time hearing folks that don't believe in themselves, so I'm going to ask you real quick. Wow. That is a powerful quote. I have a real tricky time hearing folks that don't believe in themselves. So if you're out there trying to attract capital and you're out there trying to attract people into your business, do people have a hard time hearing you? Do people not hear you because you don't have the confidence? You don't speak with authority. You don't speak with the confidence to help people be part of your business. 
I have a tricky time hearing people that don't believe in themselves. What a powerful, powerful quote that I encourage each and every one of you guys to lean into here as well. Do you think this idea will work? Yeah, I do. Whoa, why are you screaming at us, Nate? We're right here. All right, come on now. Walk us through it. So do you see how Ted is now starting to engage Nate in the process about becoming a leader on the team? Everybody has a great idea on the team, and everybody needs to be heard. Read through your thoughts? Yeah. They're great. <sighs> and I agree with every last one. But I can't say this here. But I need to hear it. I agree. That's why you're going to do it. Are you drunk? You're giving the pregame talk. Wow. So that is a very powerful transition from the coach is now handing over the reins to Nate, who was an equipment manager, and he started to elevate. The next scene is where we'll transition here that Nate thinks he's, uh, I believe he thinks he's being fired in the process. Heartfelt moment here of what happens. Hey, dog, you haven't been fired. It's worse. You've been promoted. And then in like true AFC Richmond fashion, the team comes in, they hoist Nate up on the, on the shoulders into victory. By the power vested in me by the Associated Football Club of Richmond, I now pronounce you Coach Nate. And that just is a wonderful, wonderful story about how taking somebody who's on your team and start developing those people. Okay, so here's the next one is, you know, it's a little bit of a dovetail to the first lesson is in your business, we're all real estate entrepreneurs, be a coach. Like truly be a coach on your team. That is the evolution. Instead, most people get in it and most people are, you know, the lone entrepreneurs, you know, oh, 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 the lone wolf, right? Everybody, nobody can do it as good as you. Everybody, you're all lone wolves, we're all hand solos. But here's the thing is, if in order to take that step into building this out to be a bigger business, you need to start coaching others. You need to be a coach. But here's the core Larry to this, is you as the leader need to be coachable as well. Quote from Ted here is, there are two buttons I never like to hit. That's panic and that's the snooze. So on your team, are you the doer? Are you the cook and bottle washer and property manager and renovator? Do you do every step along the way? Or do you have aspirations to become the coach of the team to help develop the team to see others succeed in the business. That is where you need to get to on this journey of real estate. So that's lesson number two. Hey everyone, sure hope you're enjoying today's episode. Just wanted to take a quick pause in today's show to share with you a real estate investing and financing tip that has helped many investors scale up their portfolio. Data-driven decisions and having a roadmap are two of the most important fundamentals for real estate investing success. When it comes to financing income properties, it is critical to take a strategic approach versus a traditional transactional approach to financing. A transactional approach is when your lender or broker just speaks to you about the deal at hand versus sitting down and helping you with your plans of financing and putting a roadmap together for your next 
properties? Do you have the critical answers to start, grow, and scale your portfolios? Answers to some key questions such as, where will the money come from to keep acquiring your properties? How do you structure your deal strategically while not painting yourself into a corner with future financing? And how to proactively manage your borrowing power? These are just a few of the key questions you need answers. If you're looking to grow your portfolio and you're looking to structure your financing strategically, I suggest you speak with one of the team members at Streetwise Mortgages. They have helped thousands of investors scale up their portfolios and also get into the game of real estate investing. The financing roadmap is complimentary for every client who works with Streetwise Mortgages. Best of all, on top of the financing roadmap, you'll receive a summary report on the top 18 Ontario markets. Plus, you'll receive a comprehensive deep dive research report on the market of your choice of the top 18. I'm currently looking at one of these reports right now, and they are comprehensive and deep data-driven decision materials for you to make the right decision. I highly recommend you take a look at this if you are interested in starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing portfolio. To book a planning session and develop your financing roadmap, email info at streetwisemortgages.com. That's info at streetwisemortgages.com. There'll also be a link in the show notes below. Now back to the show. So lesson number three, this is a wonderful, it's a short little clip I'm going to share with you here, is mistakes happen. Be a goldfish. And you know, Ted's quote here is, you know what the happiest animal in the world is? It's a goldfish. It's got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish. Wonderful clip here. Hey, Sam, come here a sec. Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah. Now, that theme comes up a couple times about being a goldfish. Mistakes happen. This is one of the ones that I probably have to learn a lot myself is mistakes do happen. I've made an awful lot of mistakes in my life. I've made an awful lot of mistakes in my real estate investing. And the true test is not that if you're going to make a mistake, because you will. It's a given. You will make mistakes on this road. If you are trying to do something worthy and you're trying to proceed forward with velocity to help others, to build things, to put a stake in the ground, to try to do something difficult, you will make mistakes. The key thing is, how do you bounce back from them? And I've, be honest, I haven't probably done this well. And I keep having to learn these lessons about how do you get over the mistakes. How do you keep moving forward from being a mistake? How do you take something that was a mistake, not have it paralyze you to feel that you're stuck in moving forward? So sometimes when we teach some of these lessons, you know, and sometimes why did this lesson stand out to me and resonate for myself is because I, as a good coach, to be coachable, I also need to have a 10-second memory when a mistake happens. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying forget your mistakes, right? But move forward. Move past them. If you take a mistake and you get stuck, the truly, the only wrong thing is with mistake is if it stops you. If it stops you from moving forward, that is the true bad part about the mistakes. Mistakes are just temporary. They're not 
death sentences, okay? So that's the key thing here and a key lesson here is be like a goldfish. Have a 10-second memory. Mistakes do happen. Move forward. It is only detrimental to your progress if you never move forward from here. Okay, so that's lesson number two. So here's lesson number three is make the extra pass. Turn the me into us. Now, on here, this, this character, this is a character on the background on this slide, is this is Jamie Tart. And Jamie is the absolute superstar of the team. And Jamie has probably the greatest talent on the entire team, but he's very focused on himself. He knows he's the best player. He absolutely knows it, but he needs to take the next step to become a good teammate into the process here. So there's a wonderful clip here that I'm going to play for everybody. And thanks to budding superstar Jamie Tart, Richmond are right back in it at 2-1 in the 29th minute. What's he yelling? Um, me. He's uh, pointing at the name on his back and the people are yelling me. I can honestly say you are the best athlete I have ever coached. You are truly great at everything you do out there. Except for one thing. If you just figure out some way to turn that me into us, whew, sky's the limit for you. Then there was a wonderful part in this process. So I'm going to give a little bit of the story. So Jamie Tart, who was a superstar for AFC Richmond, Ted Lasso's team, just couldn't get it together. And he couldn't become a teammate, so he was traded to another team. And then in the final game of the season, Jamie Tart's team came back to play his original team. His, his new team came back to play his original team. And Jamie and his new squad scored the winning goal to win the championship, to take the, the tie away from Ted's team. And in there was a very heartfelt moment that Jamie actually made the extra pass. And Ted, the coach Ted Lasso, even though that Jamie was not on his team anymore, he sent over this wonderful note to him, which is part of the uh, lesson here for everybody here as well. And this is the note that Ted had passed on to Jamie when he was leaving, even though he scored the winning goal for another team. Wow, powerful, powerful lesson. Okay, so the next one here is, here's the next lesson is, who you become matters most. This is a key thing. Now, for, for many of you, there's a little bit of a theme, if you could see, along all of the lessons that I've been sharing with you. So I hope you guys are loving the process here. I hope you guys are loving the, the value here. You know what? We're just dropping some fire. So whenever we drop a little bit of fire, right, we have to have a little bit of fire, if you will. And as well, when you have some fire, of course, there's always some bombs. So make sure, guys, if you are watching this or you are listening to this on podcast, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit the like button, make sure you leave some feedback, make sure you comment on the process because these lessons are important for your development as a real estate investor. So you're seeing a lot of themes here. So this one here is talks about is who you become matters most. For me, success is not about the wins and losses. It's about helping these young fellows be the best versions of themselves on and off the field. This is a key lesson that you will find is that the development of other people. So are you, first of all, elevating your game? And when you elevate your game and you learn things, are you taking 
personal development. Seriously, do you take what you learn from your personal development? Do you then take elevate other people's games around you? The name of the game is who can elevate the team the best, who can elevate the team the most, who can generate and create the culture will have a winning team that moves forward. And it's always more rewarding to have this as a team atmosphere and be a part of a team as opposed to being by yourself. Okay, so this next one here is always be learning. Be curious, not judgmental. Guys have always underestimated me in my entire life for years, and I've never understood why. It really used to bother me. This one I'm about to tee up here, this clip, is by far my favorite clip for the whole series. This is the one clip that I watched that spurred this entire presentation. It really is. And I'm going to play it in its entirety here for you. But this is just such a wonderful lesson. This clip that you're about to see speaks so much volumes to the whole series, speaks so much volume to who Ted Lasso is as a coach, who he is as a person. And, and it was a lesson that I needed to hear myself when I, when I first watched it. And I'll share with it at the end of this clip about what that lesson was that I needed to hear. But I think it's just a fantastic lesson for everybody to go through. So here's how I'm going to set this up. This clip is taken, it's towards the end of season one, and they're in a pub. Oh, go figure. British in the pub, right? So when they're in the pub, and the former owner of the team who had to give the team up in a divorce settlement to his wife was there and he's trying to sabotage the team, right? And uh, this is a very heartwarming clip that uh, you'll get a lot of indication of who Ted is in this process here. So Rupert, y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, this and uh, what's the billiard game y'all do that sounds like a brand of cookies? Snooker? That's it. That's the one. Yeah, boy, I'd love to curl up on a couch under a weighted blanket, watch You've Got Mail, and devour a box of Snookers. That's the quality of the humor that you'll get in a box of Snookers. Anyways, thought I'd just jump in there a second. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what we got here. Hey, there it is. Do you like dots, Ted? Oh, they're okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about a game? I mean, we could you know, maybe wager, say, 10,000 pounds. Well, as my doctor told me when I got addicted to fettuccine Alfredo, that's a little rich for my blood. <laughs> uh, how about this? If you win, I'll let you pick the starting lineup of the last two games of the season. But if I win, you can't go anywhere near the owner's box, at least not while Rebecca's still in charge. Ted, what the hell are you doing? Well, I believe some folks call it white knight, but I don't know. I'm just following my gut here. It's okay. It's okay. What do you think? You're on. Okay. Uh, double in, double out. Whatever you say, Rupert Dukes. Yeah. Just let me know if I'm winning or losing, all right? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, Ted's just playing this so classic. However, Rupert is playing a little bit of sandbag in here himself, the former owner. So stay tuned. Got these on me. Oh, wait a second. Got him left handed. Oh, it's gonna be a hoot. 190! William Rupert, get in! Shut your stupid little twat mouth or I will shut it for you. Shall I be giving you the lineup card now, Ted? 
I shall be putting your Bessonia back on defence where he belongs. That's exactly what I said, didn't I? No, no, it's not all Ted's fault. My ex-wife's the one who brought the hillbilly to our shores. I know she's always been a bit randy, but I never thought she would for an entire... Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of a colourful language in this one, but it's, it is so brilliantly done. It's very, it's very British. Team. Hey! Better manners when I'm holding the dart. Please. Hmm. Mate, what do I need to win? Two triple 20s and a bullseye. <laughs> Good luck. Hmm. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day I was driving my little boy to school and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work and all of a sudden it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions. You know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? <laughs> Which I would have answered, Yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you are a very lovely consolation prize. Rebecca, Ted, enjoy your evening. Mate, as always. <laughs> Shit, that felt good. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Only one thing left to do now. What's that? What do I have to do? Zrix <sighs> around me! Well, as you can probably see, that's why that's my favorite scene of all there is be curious, not judgmental. And and I needed to learn that lesson. There's a little while ago where I was, every time I was going on to social media, I was being judgmental. I was, you know, watching what other people were doing. And I was sitting there and going, you know what, uh, what is that person posting that for? And, you know, I've got all this experience and, you know, stuff like that. But here's the thing is I was actually judging. And I was judging some people that were maybe early in the process. And they were just, here's the ironic part, is they were actually doing what I teach people to do, is they were just sharing their journey and teaching their journey along the process. And I was sitting there and I'm going, I was judging it. And so I guess I had to learn that lesson is, you know, and where am I going with this is, I guess I'm just here to tell you is that we're not all perfect. We don't have it all figured out on this journey that we're on. And as a matter of fact, heck, I haven't even begun to start the process of learning what I've learning. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I make the joke many times that, honest to goodness, I still feel like I'm just starting. 
This is just starting the journey of what this process, what I'm about to build. I'm really loving the process of, of the creative process of sharing more inspiring content, inspiring others to become greater, to becoming a better coach, to help coaching more up-and-coming real estate investors. And, I, you know, I need to be more curious and less judgmental sometimes about people just starting their journey because we're all on the journey that we're all on. Everybody's in a different spot and we all need to learn from others along this way. And I guess this is just the biggest way I can say is I'm here. I'm trying to wrap my arms around each and every one of you to say if you are interested in having a safe place to come to learn, a safe place to, to develop, to grow, a safe place to be part of a culture of real estate investors to build our portfolios together. That's what I'm here for. As your good coach, Ted Lasso, and I'm good coach, Russell Westcott, I'm here to help each and every one of you grow and move forward together. And guys, as I always want to end off with each and every one of my presentations, comes down to my core philosophy. And this is my core intention in life. This is what I believe in, that at the end of every day, I need to put my head down on my pillow to know if I had a good day, is that I inspire somebody, did I encourage somebody, and did I come from a place of love. And that's what you can count on me for on this journey within real estate and also life and personal development. So guys, those are the seven lessons learned from Coach Ted Lasso. So hope you enjoyed this. It was a little bit of a different episode and a little different uh, take on some videos and some content and things like that. But what I want to do is sometimes real estate investing isn't all just about buying properties and qualifying for mortgages and placing tenants and, you know, the bookkeeping and the accounting and the taxes and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's about who you become. And sometimes it's about how you impact and inspire others on this journey within real estate. And I would profess that it is more important that how you show up and who you become in the process is even more important than any of the kind of strategies and things that you can learn. And I'm here to be a source of some inspiration and a source of some encouragement and a source of some good old-fashioned personal development here. Hey, so what did you think? Did you enjoy this episode? It was a little bit of a different one. It was one that I, you know, it took me a while to put together. It took me a while with the creative process to really figure out how the tech would work. And, and if you really want to get a complete different look at it, well, go take a look at it. Jump onto YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You will see the presentation there. I did it live. And I think I had one edit that I did in a 30, 40 minute presentation. I only had to do, I had one flub because the video didn't play properly. So I had to make one cut. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, you know, we made that cut. But if you want to see how it was, and if you ever want to learn how that process was about how I did that, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because I might dive into maybe my home studio. I might dive into a little behind the scenes about how it was created. I might dive into a little bit more around that. But the most important question I want to ask you is, did you enjoy this episode? Did you enjoy the seven 
life lessons. Which one of the seven resonated the most with you? Which one are you going to deepen your thought process about? Which one are you going to have more self-awareness about within yourself? Maybe it was about the optimism. Maybe it was about the judgment. Maybe it was about, you know, turning the me into us. Maybe it was about one of the other four lessons on there. Which one resonated with you? Maybe it was about be a goldfish, right? You know, if you've made a mistake or you've made a misstep, don't let a mistake be a life sentence to you. It truly isn't. Keep moving forward with velocity because you're worth it. You are worth the investment into yourself. You're worth the investment to keep moving forward. Now, I sure hope you guys are enjoying these new episodes. More is to follow. More is to come. I just have a lot of lined up guests. I think I have, you know, we're releasing this one in Q4 of 2021. I think I've got at least until December already done, planned out more content, more episodes. And the more the people share this, the more the people resonate, the more the people listen to this, the more that you engage with it, the more guests, the more learning, the more we're going to do. So 100%, please subscribe, please leave a review, please share with people in your life that need to hear this message. Okay, gang, so I sure hope you have yourself a wonderful day. And remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now.